Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. Jason, this is part two of One Hell of an Ask Us Anything episode. Man, those questions from the last one were pretty good, man. They really were. And uh, I haven't actually seen these, so we'll see how this one goes. Hopefully, these are good, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't ever send you these, so these are, these are going to be good. So this is part two of, uh, of this series. So if you guys haven't, go back and listen to the last episode. But it doesn't really matter. It's just a big Q&A. If you guys ever want to hit us up, check our show notes. Or both of our emails are there. You can send questions. If you can, if you have questions, send them to me. I kind of get everything organized. Jason can always forward it. But you guys just hit me up with an email. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six great questions today. I'm just going to kick it right off, man. We don't have really anything new to talk about. So Tony Andenoff asks, how do you keep joints and soreness to a minimum while you're very, very lean and you're close to stage? Man, that's a great question because, yeah. you know, Tony's in his fifties. He's one of my clients. Um, and, and I've got him on a protocol. You know, I just launched my supplement line. So I've, I've got, and I can talk a little bit about what I have my folks do. Um, so I've got him squared away, but that's a great question that he asked. Jason, what do you do when you have people that are, you know, their joint and their soft tissue just kind of suffering, they get closer to stage, especially the older they get. What do you, what do you talk them through? Well, I mean, you know, I can talk on this. I mean, I stay pretty lean year round and, you know, here's here's the deal uh, if something hurts you've got to adjust it so you know if you're usually squatting 315 um by eight and it's killing your knees i mean don't keep doing it um find out another way to do it and get the same thing done so maybe you got to do 225 slower with more time under tension and do 12 to 15 reps to get the same amount of weight moved um i do supplement um i take a joint formula um, I know you guys are coming out with one in fat muscle and we're getting ready to come out with a joint and inflammation product. Um, we've got a patented product that we're putting in it that really isn't on the market. I've been, I've been using it myself um, and it's been doing great. Um, there was a lot of good studies in rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis done on this patented ingredient, but I use uh, right now too um, curcumin. For anti-inflammatory. It works really well for me. Um, I don't use aspirin or ibuprofen or anything like that. So I take two of those when I get up in the morning. I do also take um, 10 grams of MCT before I train, lube up the joints just a little bit more because I don't eat a real high fat diet. So, you know, a lot of my training, and I'll talk to people about this, like, you know, if the joints are really bothering you, um, slow your reps down, make lighter weight hard, just make it as hard and you might need to train with more time under tension, different things like that. If like, let's say it's knees that are bothering you, maybe you go to blood flow restriction training. There's different things that you can do depending on which joint, but I'm a big proponent of if it's hurting one way, try it another. You might have to lessen weight, but still make it just as challenging by more time under tension. Um, and then I like curcumin, um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else I do. I think that's probably about, about it. I mean, if you're not a natural guy, you can add 100 megs to 200 megs a deca a week. And, um, you know, that's a really light dose. Your blood work's going to stay fine on. And it really does help help the joints and lube. Yeah, 
And, and your doctor can prescribe that, yes. by the way. Yeah. I, I don't think people understand it. They hear DECA and they're like, oh, fuck, like that's some heavy hitting shit. Like they don't yeah. understand that. Yeah, and a lot of HRT clinics will will um, script it. Yeah, okay. Um, so on my end, two things. I, I've got a supplement protocol that, that works and it's kind of it's why I came out with what we have and I'll talk about that in a second. But I'm real big on, and everybody's physique's different. I know, Jason, when you and I train, like you can go in and, and you can get right to it pretty quickly yep. and you feel yep. good. I think we're all built so differently and our structures are so differently. If I do that, I have some really bad aches and pains in my upper body. So I know for me personally, I have to do a lot of things like arm circles. I have to warm my rotators up with a band. Like I have to take time, like sometimes it's 15, 20 minutes. Or if I do a shoulder workout, my shoulder joints are burning so bad and on fire that it affects my workouts. Like I I can't get the proper pump. Mm -hmm. So I actually have to spend time. So if you're in that camp, you might have to do arm circles and spend 15, 20 minutes just getting the joint and everything lubed up, get blood flow in there. And then I like to start with the heavier rep ranges on the first exercise. It's almost like a pre-exhaustion. You mentioned blood flow for legs. I I think that's a a great thing to start off with. So it, there's so much to unpack there, but I, I think answering that is we did pretty much in depth. And then I'm just real big on, you know, our fish oil, our, we've got, it's called premium omegas. It's got high EPA, DHA, but it's yeah. also got vitamin E, which helps with the oxidation. Um, it helps, you know, oxidation of the EPA, DHA. Long story short, fish oil is huge. And I say that because everyone knows the value of fish oil, but here's the thing, man, like people are taking like one or two fish oil a day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the older yep. we get, I'm taking like 10 of those motherfuckers a yep. day. Yeah. And you count them as one gram of fat for your, yep. for your macros. Yep. Um, but that's really not that big of a deal. And a fish oil, there's so many different things. But one of the things they help with is, is joint soft tissue health. So yep. I like to combine that. And the other one we have is called premium joint health. And it's just the triple combo of chondroitin, MSN, glucosamine. No, nothing super out of this world. It's, it's pretty basic, but it's proven and it works. Um, so, you know, people need to get a decent dosage and I like to combine those two. But then I tell my people, I'm like, listen, you're not going to take, you know, five fish oil a day to start in a full serving of the you know joint health. And you're not going to feel great the next day. Like this shit takes time. I've noticed sometimes it takes a couple months for that stuff to really start to turn around. So um, I also tell people this should be a preventative thing. I think most people should take a joint supplement because of what we do in the gym. I don't care if you're 30 years old or 51, everyone's joint and soft tissue really needs to be, you know, Oh yeah. Preventative yeah. maintenance is huge. So preventative maintenance is everything. I mean, you know, uh, we were, I saw, I was with a friend today training and he's 41, I'm 42 and we both have just really healthy shoulders. And, um, you know, the integrity of the joints, I mean, that's going to make or break you. I mean, there's a lot of bodybuilders that um, didn't put enough importance on joint health and, uh, you know, they're out of the game or they, you know, they can't uh, develop a, a muscle anymore and it starts to atrophy. So really important. Um, I agree. Yeah. I was talking to Dr. Pete Fishing one time. We were both in the gym. We were at Cliffs training, yeah. I don't know, two, three years ago. And, you know, he brought up a really good, important point and it kind of stuck with me. And this is why it's interesting. We can always learn from other coaches. He said, you know, a lot of people are, are thinking about how fast the muscle recovers. And, you know, it's, if we train chest today, two, three days later, we could train it again. It's, yep. it's completely done growing. Yep. So people turn around and train again. But what people don't realize is that your joints and tendons and all that, it takes like four to five days for those to actually recover. 
So what happens is, is a lot of people, you know, especially people trying to push training three times a week, their joints and soft tissue is not recovered yet. Their, their muscle might be, but the joints aren't. And that to me is where I saw, you know, back in the day, we saw a lot of this, you know, DUP style training. DUP is, I have clients doing that. That just means that you change your rep ranges. And, and a lot of people were trying to squat three times a week, for example, and they were trying to do bodybuilding and powerlifting at the same time. It became real popular. Mike Zordos and Lane Norton, all these guys are putting it out. Mm. That's cool because it was new. But what happens? Motherfuckers are dropping like flies yeah. from injuries because they're yep. squatting three times a fucking week. And then, well, if their squat's not going up, I'm going to go squat four fucking times. Well, guess yeah. what, folks? Fuck that. Your joints and your fucking tendons aren't recovering. So what was happening? People are getting injured. So, right. you know, we all look back like we, we fuck shit up and we learn from it. But that's just kind of a snapshot into, you know, joint and, and tendon health, especially as we get older. So, yeah. Um, next question comes from Daniel Garcia. Do you guys set your clients up on an off day diet that has lower calories than the days they train? Or do you just have them do calories that are straight across the board? So good question, Jason. What do you, what do you do with your clients? So they, they eat a little bit higher calories on days they train yes. or do you, okay. I've always done that. I mean, I've been doing that for 10, 15 years and I know I've seen instances where coaches are talking about that nowadays. Like it's some new epiphany and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I, I've always been doing that. Like it just makes total sense. Like, you know, uh, so a lot of times I'll pull like 50 to 60 will be the difference on carbohydrates. A lot of times protein and fats will stay the same, at least, you know, at the beginning, I keep it real simple. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just don't have the same need. Um, you can get a little bit of insulin, you know, reset going on there from those lower days, kind of, you know, give the beta cells a break. So there's a lot of benefit to doing so. Now, if you are in a gaining phase and you want your calories to stay the same, then bump your fats. Um, it, but I, I definitely do pull carbs back some for, for, like I said, you know, one, to control fat gains, two, for insulin sensitivity, and uh, three, there's just the need is just not, it's not there. Um, and like I said, if you want your calories to stay the same, then sure. But yes, I create a deficit of about 200, 250 uh, calories between the two, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah. I'm the same. I've always, whenever I email someone a new plan, they have an off day diet, a training yep. day diet and a high yep. carb day diet yep. or, or they're doing a free meal and then, you know, what have you. But yeah, like a female for me, if she's at 1900 calories in the off season, her off day is probably going to be about 1700, somewhere yep. in that area, yep. usually from carbs. Um, and then I'll probably bump fats a little on those days. I, I think you and I do things pretty damn similar when it yep. comes to that. So and we've been doing that since before 2010. Yep. So yeah, that's, I think it's just a simple way. Like you can't go wrong that way. If, if you're trying no. to stay leaner, I think it makes sense to, it, the, I guess the argument with a lot of people is like, well, on your off days, you should, you should recover more and your calories should, should be higher. So, and, and there's, okay, there's an argument for that, but um, you know, if someone's not exercising to me, I'm not going to have their carbs higher on, on a, in a general sense. Yep. Um, a 100% healthy person, I do it. But then, like I said before, if I got someone who's got cortisol issues, I'm completely breaking my rule, aren't I? And I said earlier in the other episode yeah. that I'll carbs up and let them rest. So, you know, it, it, all this is an art form, as we keep saying. And, um, you know, it, it really comes down to finding the right plan for that person. But if someone comes to me perfectly healthy, yep, their off days are going to have less carbs, generally speaking. Here's a great question. This one's anonymous. Um, 
Are there any PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, that affect yep. gut health? That was sent in to yeah. you, so I yeah, just kept it, it anonymous. So what? Yep. What? See, that was sent in to you. You go ahead and answer that one. Yeah. So um, it really the the whole question was just like, how do PEDs affect gut health? You know, and so. <sighs> You know, my answer to them was, for, for one, we will put it on the show because it's a good topic. But two, when I gave them the answer, it comes from a couple different directions. Um, one, we know that, you know, as estrogen rises, bloat, um, you know, kicks in and, you know, there's more water and things of that nature. So that's going to already throw off how digestion feels. And then we know that high estrogen environments it, over time can change the pH of the stomach. So we already know that like, so, so if you're taking something like DECA or, you know, something that aromatizes a little more, you better be controlling your estrogen, okay? Um, testosterone obviously aromatizes, you know, EQ is 50% of what testosterone does, but I find that there's a lot of aromatization for a lot of people on like a DECA test type cycle. The next thing is, is liver health. So if you take an oral, some people are fine. They never have digestion issues, but other people, when they start taking oral steroids, you'll notice their digestion goes to shit. And that's because bile production is, is being affected. Um, and as that liver health goes to shit, that bile is, is becoming less and less and less. And so you'll see people on orals being like, man, I just can't, I can't take those. So if you support the liver and actually add a little ox bile, usually they can get through using the oral steroid for their show or whatever. I'm not a big oral guy in the off season at all. Um, with clients, I, I teach my guys and, uh, you know, to, to use injectables. Um, now females, I know, you know, th their doses are smaller. So, you know, if, if we're running six weeks on six weeks off and they're only at five or 10, it's, you know, usually it's fine, but you got to really look at it from a liver standpoint and then the estrogenic standpoint and control that and then watch what your liver does. Um, those have been the two main issues on how they indirectly can affect, uh, affect gut health. Yeah. And, and I think even for people that are on HRT, you know, I, I've got a client that I'm working with and man, his, his dosage is okay on tests and, but his estrogen is really, really high. And, you know, his doctors didn't really, really want to do a lot about it. And I was like, <laughs> no dude, like, listen, right. like you've got to get that under control. And that's for the exact reason. Like when estrogen's yep. high, it starts to fuck with you, bloats high. Yep. You know, a lot of people think about it from the fact that well, fuck, I might get gyno, you know, um, yep. or I'm going to gain fat easier, which is definitely the case because True. there's yeah. turnover. So, you know, in, in anti-estrogen right there, your doctor should be able to prescribe that. But if someone's estrogen is high, what's in this kind of branching off just a little bit, we need yeah. to do a whole episode on estrogen, on estrogen. But if someone's having to do this on their own, Jason, what's a, what's a mild anti-estrogen that you would Yeah. Have? So like, you know, obviously the more gear you take, the more that you may take more aromatase inhibitors um so so you know it's hard to give an exact uh, protocol but let's say someone is just on like a light hrt ish cycle so maybe like 200 deca 200 testosterone a week well a half a tab so five milligrams of arimidex twice a week is going to be a really nice range that I see for a lot of men and it gets their estradiol in that nice 30 range. 45 is about the high end for men. Um, and that works really well. Now there are guys who don't need it at all. And there are guys who are on that other end that like might need more. And so labs, you know, you can get uh, estrogen, testosterone and one other done for like 56 bucks through life extension. So, I mean, if you're having trouble dialing it in, 
for 60 bucks and just showing up one morning at a lab core, you can, you can figure it out real easy. Um, if you're doing a, a higher cycle, let's say you've got 500 tests in and maybe 600 EQ or 600, you know, DECA, um, you know, you might, you might need that Arimidex three to four times a week. And you're going to base it on how are you feeling? Are you starting to get that moon face? Are you bloating? Are your nipples itching? If they are, all those things are, you, you're going to need more. If you're not really experiencing all that and maybe you're getting shitty pumps, maybe your joints are starting to hurt. Well, now you're, you're using too much because if you use too much, you're going to dry the body out and your joints are going to ache. Right. So, you know, it's fine in that sweet spot, but you know, for mild cycles, start at 0.5 migs of, of a Remedex, uh, a week, uh, two times a week. Now, exomestane, um, is a little better on lipids. And I would say that one, if you're going to use that one, it would be 25 migs two times a week. So they're way different on the milligrams. Don't take 25 milligrams of ADEX, of, of a Remedex. Oh, that Jesus. one's 0.5. And then the exomestane is 25 migs. So they're dose different. Know what you're taking. But that's about a ballpark for getting around where you need to be um, if you're running just a mildish um, cycle. Yeah, just talk to your doctor too if you're on HRT. Man, I, yeah. I can't wait to do one on estrogen. I, you know, I think Eximistane is one of the better products out there. But I also know that one of the most overabused things are anti-estrogens. At least maybe, maybe they were five, 10 years ago. I, I'm kind of out of the loop now because I don't really fuck with it anymore with my clients. But Dude, I saw so many bad rebounds when people would just, oh, yeah. dude, they just dry them, their body out so much. Well, yep. dude, you know how many people have fucking got gyno from the rebound and fucking estrogen because of mm -hmm. abusing anti-estrogens? Like there's so much we have to unpack there, but we've got, uh, we've got more questions to come, but I, I like that. You know, we're going to start going a little bit more down that path. Yeah. Um, and, and talking about that stuff because it's, people need to hear that. They, they need to understand it. Yes, um, the 100%. next Next question comes from Jessica Engelhart. Please explain the best way to do a protein veggie day and when it's needed. So this is something I don't do a ton of because mm -hmm. mostly because I have natural clients and I've always really started to worry about this. I, I know you will push it here and there with some natural folks. I think if someone's assisted, I've done it quite a bit back in the day with them. But I'm going to kind of just look, kind of throw this one over to you and, and I'll yeah. add a couple things if, if, if needed. If I don't hit on all of it. Yeah. So, all right. First and foremost, this is a tool. This is not something, you know, we talked in, was it last episode or this episode, but we talked about fat loss as being uh, like massaged. Okay. You should massage the fat loss, not just beat it over the head with a sledgehammer. And so in this instance, I'm not going to program one of these in a starting plan. Like these are like those types of days where like you've got an athlete, they're two or three, four weeks out. Um, maybe they got one area that's just being super stubborn. You've already pulled, pulled, pulled a lot. And um, you know, what's left to run. And so what I do is a lot of times these will be done when I'm already down to ketosis type numbers um, so I might have someone on, you know, uh, 150 grams of protein, 65 fats, two to three cups of veggies and 15 grams of trace carbs, you know, and if in a refeed, and if that's to get into the point where I need to get more fat loss, then I might put in two protein fat days. And how do I do it? I personally bump up the protein. So I might take that protein from 150 up to 200, 210. And then I tell them have one cup of veggies with every meal. 
Now, some coaches will leave it at 150, but 150 times four is 600 calories, and then one cup of veggies is what, 50? So you're, right. you're, you're way low. I like to put the protein up um, and then run one cup of veggies um, with it. So that's how I do it. And then I might have them do like a fat day and then a protein veggie day and then a fat day and then a protein veggie day back and forth and then hit the refeed on the seventh day. I've played with it myself. And in one prep, because I was, I only was given seven weeks to get ready for junior nationals in 2016, man, time flies. Um, I did a full week of protein veggie days. My fat loss was the worst that week of any of my other weeks. But I will tell you that the next week when I went back to carbs and very low fat, I had the best week of fat loss. And I think the reason was, was because I completely reset my sensitivity very fast. And so then my body took those carbs and just soaked them in. Um, but for me, it's a tool and I just gave you an idea of how I use it. Um, I know we haven't had much preps this year, but I've had a few just, you know, people that want to get stage lean. I haven't used it at all. Um, I, if I don't have to use it, um, I won't. And, um, a lot of times where I would get down to those low, low carb numbers, and then I'm kicking someone ketosis. I would get about a 50% chance that they were going to respond and a 50% chance that I felt like they were going to stall. So anymore, when I get really low carb, my first move is I, I pull some protein, I put some, some carbs back in and drop fats. And then I start pulling carbs from that. And then if I have to get down to protein veggie days, I will, but usually at some point I actually end up adding carbs back before I ever take someone down to ketosis anymore. And that's just something I've learned over the years that actually works and you don't just keep pull, 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 pull. So my take. It's, you know, I very, very rarely do it these days. I actually have a girl that I think I'm going to have to do it with. I have her on a ketogenic diet and man, she's just, the calories are getting down there. And I know if I keep pulling them lower and lower, her, her calories every single day and she's on keto, her calories. So she's not getting like a, a high carb day or anything. If I keep pulling her down, she's going to be so low on average, and I just know what that's going to do. It's it's really going to stall her out. So instead, I might hit her with a protein veggie day on her on her two off days, and it'll be one of those things to where um, I do the same thing as you is is I'll bump protein up. I think she's at one twenty. I'll probably bump that up to like one eighty. She's at one twenty because she has to be lower because she's on a ketogenic diet. She only has twenty under twenty pounds of muscle. So I might bump that up to like 180 and then just veggies with every single meal and then just basically trace carbs and fats as low as possible and literally just try and siphon off that last little bit that I can instead of just piling on low calories every single day and high cardio. I don't know if I'm going to go there or not. It's just something I haven't had to do a lot. But when I used to do it back in the day, I would always program it like if I were going to do it two days, it'd be the two days after a high carb day. So yeah. it's like, if people are going to carb up, like they've got plenty of energy. All right, let's yep. get you depleted. Let's get, let's yep. get you pushing down. And I would do it those days, but I never really got above kind of two days. So, I mean, I think I've probably done it with like seven or eight people in my whole coaching career. I just don't yep. have a ton of experience, but it, it, it has worked. And by the way, when people did it, they didn't bitch because they actually felt different. They just, they bitched because it was a number that they knew in their head, like I'm eating less. But a lot of people reported to me, they're like, you know what? Like, I don't feel any fucking different. I just feel shitty. Like I should feel shitty all the way around. So, um, yeah, I mean, from what I remember that week, 
I knew my fat loss wasn't that great, but I just wanted to see it through. But I, it wasn't that bad or anything. I mean, I did six days in a row of it. Um, I, from what I remember, my training really didn't lop off that that hard. But I, I'll, I'm a big like, I'm a big mental guy. Like, if you think something's gonna blow, it's gonna blow. If you tell yeah. yourself it's not gonna be that big of a deal, you're gonna you're gonna churn right through it. So, you know, that, dude, I'm I'm huge on that too because it, think about it. Like, we've all been in prep or you know really hard, and you're just feeling like shit, and something will happen. Like, you'll hear the right song come on before you go into the gym. Or you just have some great shit happen to you in life. And all of a sudden, your whole day is good. You have a shit ton of energy. Your training is fucking amazing. Your food's the same. Like all that yeah. shit's the same. It's something mentally happened to you yes. to make your day better. And then you had the training session of your life where you just were happy. So I've always tried to like keep that in the back of my head when I'm just yep. dieting and I'm pissy and I don't, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Like everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you can mentally make that switch or just consciously choose to say, you know what, this is, this is okay. I'm choosing to do this. I think with, with those kind of things like protein veggies, I could see that being, being ideal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We've got two more questions here. This one's from Diana gear. What's yep. all the hype about collagen protein? I'm seeing everybody online talking about it. Is it that important for us? Is it good? Like kind of what's yep. the deal? Jason, I don't know if you're seeing a lot of the, the hype going on right now on social, but what's yeah. your, what's your um, thoughts on that? So I've been kind of sitting back and watching it um, because as a supplement owner, you know, I, I, I saw some benefits from it, but I kind of wanted to wait and see and how things are going. Um, the more I research it and the more I look at it, um, I think it's beneficial from a, you know, ligament tendon uh, area. So we talked about joints before and then also, um, you, you know, just preserving youth. Um, it's going to help with your skin, uh, hair, different things of that nature. Um, so listen, if you've got the extra budgeting to do it and maybe your joints are a little sore, maybe your hair is not as lustrous as it was. Maybe you want a little more rejuvenation to your skin. There's a lot of, um, there's enough research showing that improves skin elasticity by 15 to 20%. As we age, that's a pretty nice little bump. So um, is it something that I'm programming a ton into all my people's plans? No, no, it's, it's not. But if you've got the extra funds and you want those benefits, then I think there's a place for it. Um, we are actually in new ethics coming out with one. Um, but it's not going to be your standard, uh, collagen. There's going to be three different types of collagens in it. And, um, it's going to come along with 16 grams of protein. So going to be basically like another protein powder that someone can choose to use and i'll probably honestly start using it myself just for the 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 ligament tendon and even the skin you know as i age um so you know is it is it the next best thing no but if those areas are something that you want to improve upon then i would look into it at least yeah it's one of those things you know we have a hair skin and nails product that's that's um as I was telling you before the last episode, waiting on a lot of stuff in development to yeah. just kind of finally make its way. It, it probably won't be by the time that one's done four months from now, by the time it's done. Um, is that one a pill? Um, John? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's got, it's got like 200, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, like 250 megs of like hydrolyzed 
uh, bovine collagen. It, you know, hair, skin, and nails product for the ladies. It's it's popular, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and add that. Um, I know Leslie's been a big fan of 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 using one for I don't know the last four to five years, so we're gonna have that. So I I see the benefits there. I just yep. remember back in the day. In Walmart, Body Fortress had these these shots of 42 grams of protein, and it was basically, if I remember right, it was that was the type of protein that was in it. Um, didn't taste bad. I was trying to remember the research to see how high on leucine some of that stuff was, and and I I think it's the form and the quality that it someone. Is. So it it'll be awesome to see because I know I know that you guys have a great manufacturer. Uh, I'm sure because all your stuff you have everything listed on your website. So like yeah. I know quality is high. I'm sure your stuff will be super good. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see. When do you know when that's coming out? Uh, we're in the process of making it now. So I'm going to say 12 weeks. Okay. So well, that's, that's fast. That's good then. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, there you go, Diana. There is a, there's your answer. And the last question, Nellie Tennyson, I'm getting to the point where I want to just train and maintain my physique as I get older. Do either of you had experience with this and how many days a week should I train to maintain my current look? And yeah. you know, I, I put this on at the very end because I know a lot of people listening, they're probably tuning out or they're probably about to shut the show off. But this is very, very relevant to everybody listening because here's the thing. Most people, you, we're all going to get to the point to where your body is telling you enough's enough and you, you can't get stronger. Your joints can't handle anything. Like usually it's father time kind of hits us or you get to the point to where now you've had two kids, like you just had your second kid and you can't do things the way you want to do. And you just want to train to maintain a decent, healthy physique. What's that look like? Because everyone says, Oh, I'll never, I'll never be done. I'll never be done chasing my best physique. But at some point we're all going to get there. And I'm there currently. Um, you know, over the last few months, I've just accepted, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and put on size. I can always strive to be as healthy and decently lean as possible, but I'm not, I'm not going to go where I have to go to put on new size. So for me, it's, it's kind of one of those things with maintaining and I've had to help clients kind of transition off of that. So Nelly, I'll, I'll take the, the beginning of this. Yeah, do it. I, I've watched my physique maintain for quite a few years. Now I was able to gain fat, but as far as like maintaining muscle mass and stuff like that, you know, from 2016 to 2018, all my labs were okay. My testosterone was okay. Like my muscle mass just kind of held close to where it was. And all I did was train like five days a week in the 20 to 30 rep ranges, like 30 minute workouts. That's it in and out. I was trying to grow my businesses. I was running up and back, you know, Missouri to go to first form and record all these podcasts and doing all this stuff with them. So I was busy as fuck. And you know, 20, 30 minutes a day, like I would just go in and just do high rep ranges and go fast dude, I didn't really lose much at all. Like I just really didn't. So I think that kind of, there's not a lot of research out there, but I think if someone trains hard three, three days a week, they just train hard, maybe an upper, lower full body, you're going to hold on to muscle. And I'm talking about the natural athlete, by the way, because I think this is completely different from somebody who's assisted, who's trying to hold on to what they had before, which will, I'm sure you'll talk about. But just maintaining, I don't, it doesn't take a lot to maintain most of what you have. Now, maintaining strength, that's a whole different story. I'm not even talking about that because if you stop training heavy, your strength's going to go down. But just maintaining a, a respectable look and physique, yeah, you can train three, four days a week and train the higher rep ranges and you're not really going to lose much. Now, you still have to train hard, 
but I saw that personally. So I just, I just wanted to give my yeah. take on that. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? And then what about assisted athletes? Cause that's, that's different. That's different, man, because we've got bodybuilders that weigh two fifteen on stage and they're yeah. assisted. You know what I mean? There's a difference in maintaining that muscle mass yeah. once yeah. you're later on down the road. Yeah. Um, so my take on this would be, it's about like yours, but my thing is for the listener who's at this point, I agree. I think you could do this with three or four days a week, but I think that what you need to do is, is still go in with the mindset in, into that session that you, you still want, you still want to, if, how do I, how do I say this? If you only go in with, I want to maintain, I think you're going to find that as the years pass, you're not maintaining. You're going to keep looking just a little bit worse every year. And that's my opinion. You know, um, I think you need to go into each session and figure out how to tease out more out of less. So what my point is, um, Make your reps hard while you're there. You don't have to be doing, let's say back in the day, you would do behind the neck presses for 225 pounds. My buddy and I were talking about that today. We don't even sniff that weight, you know, like 110 shoulder presses with dumbbells, but I'm still getting better. So am I training as hard? I think I'm training as hard, but I'm not, but someone else would say you're not. So my point is this. Keep putting the effort in while you're there. And then your nutrition has to be on point. Like you're not going to maintain a lean physique uh, if your nutrition doesn't stay on point. Um, just going to the gym three days a week isn't going to cut it. So your nutrition is going to stay on point. It just is, in my opinion. Um, because like I said, I've seen people say this, I'm going to maintain. And they just look a little worse every year. And then you stack five years onto each other and they just look kind of aged. So my way of doing this is I'm doing, I'm, I'm attacking it healthy, but when I'm in there training, even though I'm not pushing the poundages I used to push, I'm making everything hard and I'm still getting better, but there's going to be a point in time where even doing this, I'm only going to be able to maintain. And, but, but because I keep that mindset of while I'm there, I'm trying to get better. Even though I can't train as heavy. I think I'll maintain then. I think if you go in just, I'm going to maintain, I think over time you're going to slowly get worse. And that's you know kind of what I've seen. I, dude, I agree with that hundred percent because honestly, yeah. if you know, if I'm going to be honest with myself now, I, it's really easy to maintain because I'm on HRT. So I know, right. I know my test levels are good and I'll train for about 45 minutes a day and I train six days a week. I just enjoy it. It keeps me on track. I recover well. I feel good. But before, you know, I would train, like I said, 20 to 30 minutes a day. I was just doing circuit training basically. And I trained hard for about 30 minutes and it, I did start to creep and go backwards slowly right. over time. And, you know, part of that was because my testosterone was dropping all of a sudden yeah. that yeah. obviously now I'm on HRT, but as you get older, that kind of stuff is going to happen. So I, I think you need, people need to pay attention to labs, even, you know, as they get older, that's oh, an sure. important key component. 100%. But you're right, man. The reason I'm going off on that long tangent is because you said you shouldn't go in there with the idea that you're going to maintain. And there's a lot of times I was in there like, man, fuck it. I'm just going to get this done. Where now I go in there, I know I'm maintaining, but I still go in there and I'm going to use that word. Muscle. 
I, I try and tease it all out. I try right. to have a great workout. I try and feel as good as possible when I'm done knowing that I put the work in and it's yep. hard. Like I still train hard enough to where I put my headphones in and my buddy, Jason uh, Wells or my manager, or my gym, Adam, they both know, like if I have my headphones in and they start walking towards me, all I do is shake my head at them a couple of times. Like, like don't, and they're my best friends, but don't fuck with me. Like I'm in the zone. I'm trying to train. If I get out of this, my training's going to go to shit. Right. So I'm, I'm training hard now. And what's it translated to maintaining physique. So I, I think right. you hit on a key point there. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even though while you're in there, you have to still be trying to gain muscle. Father time is going to tell you how much weight you can move. And so, you know, you're still trying to figure out ways to that's going to lessen just because of joints and, and time and all that. But I think you have to go in there with, I'm going to still build muscle. While I'm here for this hour or this 40 minutes or whatever it is. Um, even though you're not trying to push to stage. Um, now, as far as, as a, someone who was a heavy peds user, and like you said, on stage at 215, they're certainly not going to be able to maintain that type of musculature when they drop down to HRT. Um, but they can still look badass and have a great physique. They just won't be as big. Um, so, you know, maintaining in that point, what becomes like they're, they're, they're maintaining, you know, that, yeah, they're not going to be 220 shredded, but they could be probably 205 really lean and look badass. And that would become their maintenance area. Um, so, you know, yes, that changes with just the amount of muscle you can hold if you were a heavy um, PEDS user and you're going to have to reconcile that within your mind, um, on what's your new normal. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And these were great questions. I love doing these, ask us anything. Yeah, we definitely. have so many people hit us up on IG. Um, and if you guys do want to hit us up, check out the show notes, both my email and Jason's emails are in there and, um, you can always hit us up on Instagram, but man, that's a, that's a great show, man. Let's, Let's cut it off and get out of here for myself and Jason. We're out of here. Thanks, guys. See ya.